Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, what's up? It's me, Dave Stone, former co-host of the Boogie Monster podcast. From 2016 to 2023, myself and my good buddy, Kyle Kinane, we'd get together each week, ramble on about ghosts, aliens, Bigfoot, other mysteries of the universe. Uh, At least that was our initial intentions. Uh, But if you've listened before, you know that it usually devolved into disjointed rants about vans and fried chicken. During that time, we also had a Patreon page. We would offer up exclusive bonus episodes to our patrons, usually in the form of Q&A sessions. And even though the Boogie Monster is currently on an indefinite hiatus, we're offering up those old bonus episodes to the general population so that everyone can enjoy our old nonsense. Hopefully, someday soon, we'll dust off our microphones and resurrect the Boogie Monster. But until then, please enjoy this blast from the past from your old pals, Kyle and Dave. Thanks for listening. Hey, stupid nerds. The download the uh, Boogie Monster with, with Kyle Kinane and Dave Stone. So you can find out uh, what happened to Frankenstein and the Wolfman and all that fictional stuff that never happened. And don't pay attention to World War II or the American flag or important things. The Boogie Monster. Podcasting the Unknown. Hey, the special episode for May. We're special. We're home. Dude, we're home finally. It's good to be home. It's good to have a home to go to. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, you just get to go. You don't just drive back to town. Oh, man. Not to be all woe is me, because, again, it was all my doing. But, like, the worst part about the, when I would go out on these long tours is I would drive cross-country all the way back, and I'm doing air quotes, home. Mm-hmm. And then i pull into Los Angeles, and then home was just, okay, where's my parking spot? But it's, it feels good to. The other day I came home and I, I got to throw my suitcase on the on the bed like yeah. I used to do. I used to not be able to, to do say, that. Honey, I'm home. Yeah. What is it? How, how many times do you just finish a tour and just be like, I'll just stay here? Oh, I've done like, that. What's the point? Like, well, like, that's not, the allure of having it. Yeah. Well, there was always like, well, I got to get back to L.A. because I got shows on the books and, oh, and whatnot. You had. But there was times where it's like uh, I remember one time specifically I was passing through um, Flagstaff, Arizona, mm-hmm. and uh, I was and, it, and that exact question hit me. It's like, well, I, I don't have L.A. shows for like another two weeks. And I just on a whim just stopped in Flagstaff and uh, camped for like a week. Just spent like an extra five or six days like, oh, yeah, I don't have to be in L.A. this week. That allure, like, I, I mean, I've always been looking at the vans, and now I'm looking at them even more for, uh-huh. like, touring purpose. But that's the allure of just, like, 
Oh, I could just be here. Yeah. Where do you live? Maybe I just live here now. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I've I found that that's a sexy way to live. Yeah, it was fun. I've done that several times. Not like long term, but you know, five six days here, here or there on a whim. Because I still had roots in L.A. Only in the sense that, you know, maybe I had a meeting next week, or maybe I got some good shows on I the mean, books. That's, that's the only reason we all live here is maybe mm-hmm. we got something next week. Yeah, that's the whole, whole reason that we're. I'm starting to realize I don't have anything next week. <laughs> Well, this is a special bonus episode where uh, we answer your questions yeah. uh, to the best of our abilities, which are not good abilities. So, you want to just... Uh, you got any more bullshitting in your life, Dave? Oh, we, man. We, would just, we just sat side by side for many hours in the car for <laughs> a week. We don't have any questions for each other anymore. But we did do a good job. I think, I, not to get like all sentimental or sappy, but I think that's a sign of like a good friendship or like a good relationship with a woman yeah. where you're comfortable to where we can just sit. And it's probably a movie quote, but we can just sit yeah. and, and do nothing. Yeah, just be quiet. Like there's been other people I've traveled with or whatever where you just feel this obligation to like always keep the conversation going because it would be awkward. Yeah. But you and I were good about just zoning the fuck out. We didn't even have the radio on or anything. Yeah. Yeah, there was at some many times where it was just like two hours of just silence. And it wasn't like, you know, like sometimes with a relationship, oh, is she mad? She's not talking. Yeah. But like, yeah. no. You got to we'll get just, to that point where like, oh, yeah, we, we don't have to like fill yeah. the void. We're, 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 we're around each other. Cast is for. Yeah. But when you're on tour, you're around each other 24-7. How's my drive? Because I know you'd be, de- be totally honest with me. I drive a little aggro. I think you you're a you're a technically sound driver. Your technique is good. You're a you're a little aggro in the sense that oh fuck yeah, dude. Just right, you know. But I get it. I don't. I'm oh, not yeah, saying I, you're wrong. But I, like riding people's ass. I do not suffer <laughs> people in the left lane on a highway that yeah. don't realize that's for passing. Mm-hmm. I'll put a little heat on them. Mm-hmm. I'll put a little Earnhardt on them. Yeah, and I got I'll no be, problem with that. I'll be the intimidator. I'll get up on that bumper. <laughs> I mean, I'm already. Re- I'm, if I'm close enough, I'm over the brake. I'm ready for the brake check because that's what I would do to somebody behind me. Uh-huh. But get the fuck off. Yeah. Get the fuck off. Mm-hmm. Left lane for passing. If you ain't passing, you're fucking up my life. Yeah. Get out of there. Yeah. So I'll pull a little heat on you. But no, I'll, I'll take that over just uh, negligence. And just uh, just yeah. not knowing what you're doing any day of the week, but yeah, you're a very good driver. We was enjoying our Volkswagen Turbo. There was Volkswagen Beetle Turbo that we had rented. There was one stretch when I was driving, and I think you were you were snoozing most of that, maybe. But um, I, I play this game sometimes, like especially on long stretches where like there's not a lot of cities or cops or you know. Uh, but there was this black Toyota truck. That just kind of zoomed past us, yeah. and like he was just hauling ass. Yeah. I mean, he had to be going like ninety and a sixty for most of that stretch. But then it was like, all right, my goal is to catch up to that dude. But like, but also to like be smart about speed traps and yeah, stuff just like get, that. Just like eventually, he's going to get locked up behind yeah. two trucks, you know. But I, there was about an hour where I was chasing that guy when we were going from uh, Portland to Arcata. Okay. Just like uh, just a lot of that. That was a seven-hour day. Yeah, a lot of that redwood forest yeah, uh, trek. Yeah. But like, there was like an hour where I was just just like, and then I'm like, damn, this dude is hauling ass, and I couldn't catch him. And eventually, he got hung up in traffic. It's very shed Freud, but one of those weird moments of like pure joy is like, okay, I drive fast. I I keep it usually about twelve over. Mm-hmm. I usually go about 
12 over. Mm-hmm. And then if I get the ticket, then it's 9 over. Yeah. Try to keep that close to 10 range. But this was like, if we were in a 70, I was doing 90. Yeah. Well, it's all just about... But you I, know, then I would have passed somebody and I would get in the right lane yeah. the way it's supposed to be. So if you want to drive like a fucking psycho, I'm out of your way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? But when you see somebody just doing that, like just driving, like, like being a shitbag about how yeah. they're driving, no signal, cutting people yeah. off. Yeah. Fuck and off. And then like a half hour later, you see them pulled over. Yeah. Like that's like, ooh. Yeah. Well, and I love finding a bird dog. And that's what this black uh, truck was for me. He was hauling ass and he was probably a. A quarter mile in front of me. Oh, chase out the cops. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, he's going 90? I'm going to go 90 and keep my distance. Yeah. And that way they're going to stop. They're going to see him first. Or, yeah, yeah you're going to keep your distance. Otherwise, you just get the lazy cop that if two people do 90 going past you, they're just going to pull yeah, over the one that's closer to that. Yeah. 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 Or sometimes they'll pull over both if they're close together. I've seen that. I've seen, like, uh, motorcycle yeah. cops pull over and hold up two fingers and point and, like, both of There's only one cop? Yeah. Okay. Stop giving both a ticket. Oh, I've seen Two that before. People pull over for one cop. That's not math. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If I was that second guy, I'd be like, yeah. I'd keep going. No, man. Huh? Are you pulling over? Good. See you. All right. Let's answer some of these cues. Let's eighties cues. Uh, thank you, as always, Patreon yeah. members. Big thanks for floating your extra singles, like tipping strippers, but it's on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do we got? Uh, the first one. I always like to start with the, the, the first question in, just yeah. to give them some credit. Tyler Gibson looks like he had our first question. Oh, Simply okay. says, rub or sauce? Food question. Uh, Go on a Dave. I'm assuming he's talking about uh, ribs. I don't know. I always thought you rub and then it's sauce. <laughs> hey. Come on. Watch out. Uh, it depends. Um uh, uh, if you cook a rib or pulled pork or whatever brisket well enough, and I don't mean well as in temperature, but uh, good enough, skill-wise, uh, skill wise, you don't need any sauce. You always need a rub. Rub is in, rub goes on first. So I'm going to say rub is more crucial. Uh, that being said, I'm not opposed to a little bit of a good sauce on the side. Uh, any restaurant, any barbecue joint that's putting too much sauce on there for you, uh, they're hiding something. But uh, if I had to pick rubber sauce, uh, rub is much more crucial. Mm, rubber sauce. Now, if you don't if you don't do the rub and you don't season it well, then of course you're going to need sauce after the fact. But uh, yeah, I'm going to go with rub, and uh, I'm going to go with uh, a little bit of both. So a good rub and a little bit of sauce after the fact. I'm trying to catch up to where you are on the list. I, I obviously have no qualifications. <clears throat> I got uh, super high last night uh, watching an open mic. <laughs> Besides the fact, like, you ever, like, Rachel this morning was like, I think you need to learn how to cook some things. <laughs> she woke up last night, and I was just having just a garage sale meal. <laughs> You ever have that? We're like, oh, let's make it work with whatever's in there. It's well, like, you're good about that because you don't like to waste food. Yeah, so I just I just ate some slop. What'd I, you eat? I just had some rice that came with a meal that she got, and she's not doing the carbs. So I had rice with an overwhelming amount of soy sauce. I'll straight up drink soy sauce. Yeah. I love this shit. Um, <clears throat> rice and an old vegan sausage because my gout's back after our <laughs> week in the Northwest. <laughs> so I got I to gotta lay off the meat. And the beer again. So, yeah, a vegan sausage with just rice and just so, to the point where it looked like 
cereal and milk. Like Ooh. that's how much sauce I had in there. I think some of it I put water in it to reheat the rice. Uh-huh. But then I also found some other sauce in there. Some something with it. It's called like tsunami sauce, and I'm like, I don't even know when I bought this. So I just put the rest of that in there. Tsunami sauce. Oh man. <laughs> I I liked it because it was soy sauce. Man, you I know, would eat a soy sauce jelly belly. Yeah, yeah, I would do that. A little salty. I don't think I've. I guess this would be a peanut. I don't think I've told this this trick before. But I have uh, this thing I call black rice, and uh, I've talked before about my preferred method of cooking a steak. Well, one of my preferred methods, but the easiest method is um, cast iron skillet, season steak, throw it in there. Cook it, flip it once. After you flip it once, you throw in a bunch of butter and some garlic yeah, yeah. and and baste that shit with that. Mm-hmm. Then when it's done cooking, you pull the steak out and let it rest. While the steak is resting for five or ten minutes, you take some leftover white rice, steamed rice from Chinese mm-hmm. food or Indian food or whatever, throw it directly into that cast iron skillet with all those steak drippings and butter and garlic, Ooh, right. and stir that all around and get all that black, brown steak drippings in there. Steak. Cook, fry that up a little bit. Now you've got this black or brown rice. Pull that off. Eat it with the steak. Oh, I, okay. That yeah. Got me excited. Good times. Now I'm super pissed. Yeah. Just beefy rice. Mm, good times. Fuck. Yeah. That sounds good. All right. Um, well, what, what's the... I'm trying to get to the bottom of these questions because we asked a couple days ago. Yeah, we'll knock these out. Corey Childers asked, favorite pizza, place and or toppings? Childers. That's almost the name of the guy in your bit. <laughs> yeah, Tommy Childers. He's a real dude. I wonder, if, <laughs> wonder if what he's doing now. Place and toppings. <laughs> Place and toppings? Mm-hmm. Like, what's your favorite pizza as far as to oh, get pizza. it from? Yeah, and then what kind of toppings you like on it? I'll uh, let you go first because I think you're more of the – I'm a pizza guy, but I think you're more passionate about I mean, pizza. My man my, – the guy the guy I worked for in Addison who is now – if you happen to be in Antioch, you know what? I think it's called the Oasis Barn Grill in Antioch. I'm going to look it up. Because he's back. My man's back in the pizza game, and it should not be missed. Bar and grill. I want to make sure. Antioch, where is this? Is it? It's up. It's funny. Yeah, no, yeah, the Oasis in Antioch. It's northern Illinois. It's like like up on the chain of lakes up there. Mm-hmm. He's back in there. He's got a pizza kitchen open. You get yourself a thin crust or a hand-tossed crust. Mm-hmm. And just get roast beef and jardinier, just oh. like you would get on a beef sandwich. But you get roast beef, jardinier, and it's got the mozzarella cheese mm. on it already. That and and Robbie D is not going to steer you wrong on the pizzas up that way. That guy makes the best pizza. He's a fucking psycho, like he's a true maniac. <laughs> like we, we, like when we worked at the pizza place before, we watched him try to fight customers for uh-huh. using expired coupons and everything. Known him for. Over twenty years, uh-huh. man. That that guy. Like when you when you see somebody's skill in life is razor honed, mm-hmm. sharp on one thing, mm-hmm. that man can make a goddamn pizza. Nice. So yeah, now the, the the pizza that I like would previously be Del Dotto's. Then we were at Tortorici's in Downers Grove for a bit. Downers Grove, home to Emo Phillips. Huh. Also. Never realized that living there, how funny it is that there's a town called Downers Grove. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, then uh, And now he's back up and running at uh, the Oasis up in Antioch. Huh. Summertime, go up there, get a beer, look at the lake, have a delicious pizza. Sounds good. Up on the harbor there. 
Marina. I don't know where it is. I haven't been there yet. When it comes to pizza, uh, I obviously have my preferred toppings, but uh, well, I guess I'm like this with many foods. But like when I'm with a group of people, hey, we're ordering pizza. What do you want on it? Anything. There's nothing you can put on a pizza that's a traditional pizza topping that I won't like or eat. Yeah. Whatever, whatever they have, I will eat it. Yeah, I don't. I've spoken about it before. They're like, oh, you can't put pineapples on a pizza. You can put whatever you want on whatever the fuck else you want. Yeah. Don't sit here and yell at somebody about not accepting gay marriage. Like, you're closed-minded. We're progressive. You can't put that on a pizza. Get yeah. fucked. I've done that joke before, but it is truly how I feel. My favorite pizza in town right now is uh, DeSano's, where they have that show Sauce on oh, Friday I night. Pizza I think, what do they call it? Like a, That's a Neapolitan style. It's not necessarily like a thin crust New York style, and it's definitely not a you know deep dish Chicago style. It's I guess it's a Neapolitan style. I don't know, but it's but they have a lasagna pizza where they put meatballs. I think there's some onions and mushrooms, and then one of my favorite toppings is the ricotta. Ricotta, ricotta. Yeah, I love that shit. I love that cheese. So just some big old like like half meatball meatballs cut in half. So just these big half meatballs, some onions, some mushrooms, and a lot of that just glops of ricotta. Oh, when we worked at the pizza play, I mean. Stuff that people wouldn't get all the time because it's hard to commit to a whole pizza of like a taco pizza or him. I love the BLT pizza. Ooh, I don't think I've had that BLT pizza, and it's just they don't put the L on there, do they? You can't put it on after the fact. After cooking, okay, yeah, you would. But I I even forget how it was made, but it was like a fresh kind of. You had the tomatoes, yeah, tomatoes and lettuce. It's hard to commit to a whole pizza of a weird thing, Uh you know. So I understand why people don't make it. I, I, shit, where was I? That I had to order a bunch of wonky shit. There's some pizza place that had like a Reuben pizza. Like I had to get two pizzas because I'm like, these are such weird flavors and I'm leaving tomorrow. I'll put them in the car. I'll drive <laughs> with a pizza on the passenger seat like a co-pilot. You ate pizza for breakfast several pizza, times on this trip. Yeah, pizza's my co-pilot. Yeah. Uh, another to add on to this question, worst pizza as far as a chain or whatever. Man, I got some. Uh, I did a late night order here from uh, what was it called? Like Joe's Pizza, and man, it like it smelled. It smelled like a mildewy basement, and it was just it was just like I know I order pizza late at night. You're gonna mm-hmm. get shit. Like yeah, Domino's sucks, but it's there. And when you're ordering it, you know it's gonna suck. So mm-hmm. you're like, listen, I'm drunk. I just need to eat something. I hope it don't fall asleep. But when you're spending forty bucks Ooh, yeah. because of how much of oh these artisanal, uh, but you know what it was? It was some shit place off Hollywood Boulevard mm. that was just a slice place mm-hmm. for you know tourists. Mm-hmm. So that was my mistake. Garage Pizza, I haven't been there in a while, but man, their quality tanked. Yeah, when I was, I, I used to love Garage Pizza. You t- had to eat it the night of. You, you couldn't t- reheat it. Yeah, you turned me onto their cheeseburger pizza. And I like that. Did had, I have the cheeseburger pizza at Garage Pizza? Oh, yeah. They had pickles. They had pickles yes. and, like, American cheese or cheddar yeah, cheese. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The ground beef. Yeah, it. and the ground beef. That was good. But then, yeah, they started to tank where it was just soggy. Just I, soggy That's why I would have to tell them, like, overcook it. Mm-hmm. No, it's going to burn. Trust me. You guys fuck it up every time. Overcook it. But then their quality went down, and they didn't have their Monday specials. and It wasn't bad, but, like, for how much those pizzas were, again, you're charging me, like, 30 bucks. Mm-hmm. And then I'm getting it delivered. Yeah. And I'll tip. 
At least five bucks. I always tip the people. Yeah. At least, at least five bucks. Yeah. His car, his gas, or her. And now I just go to Fresh Brothers. It's not uh, super uh, mm-hmm. amazing, but it's down the street, and I can get a, I can get my vegan sausage, and they, they have Jardinier, which I like. So mm-hmm. I, I mean, it's, that's a good pizza for close by. But the worst pizza was, man, just some late. That, that one, it was like maybe a month ago, Joe's Pizza. The worst one I've had in recent memory was last week when we were in Spokane. That late night shit. Oh, oh, that yeah. was oh, that was hot garbage. That was that, yeah. That was a bar that shouldn't have had a kitchen. It was awful. It was it was worse than an English muffin pizza. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you would get English muffin pizza, it was just tomato paste and yeah. a slice of cheese on it. Yeah. And that's that's and was, what that was. We went in about we went in separately, but like ten minutes apart, yeah. and. uh it was like one in the morning. They were doing karaoke, and you said that the janitor had to serve you. Oh yeah, it was just some guy that like looked like he got lost drinking at the bar and wound up in the kitchen. So like, look at these two slices. And he's like, ah, whoa, all right, and then did me the favor of almost reheating them. Well, just yeah, some lady just mm. sang Def Leppard to a wall in the other room. That's the worst pizza I've had. It was bleak. Yeah, that stuff was. Yeah, it, it was. It's hard to make it at that hour of the night when you're drunk and you need it. It's hard to make it bad. And I was like, oh, yikes. Um, where are you still? I, I don't. I didn't go all the way to the bottom yet. I'm. I'm just going to the we're top. Trying, we're trying to keep a thing. Yeah, we'll figure this out. We're trying to think. Danielle McCammett, who would win? I don't know who this is. Action. Oh, Action Dinosaur. Action That's, dinosaur. I thought that was a type of dinosaur. Oh, man, she AD. spelled it different. Uh, Action Dinosaur or Mothman. Would they fight or befriend each other? I'll have to let you answer that since you have the inside scoop on Action Dinosaur. I'm familiar with their cadences. They, they both sound a lot alike. <laughs> uh, I think they'd be friends. Oh, yeah? Action Dinosaur is just, he's, not, he's just trying to have a rad time. He's a rad, he's a rad dinosaur. Yeah. Imagine, yeah, it's like Polly Shore from Spring Break, 1989, <laughs> but also a prehistoric beast. Yeah. Just wants to shred and skate, and mm-hmm. Mothman's just been hanging around. He, he's a summertime, he's mm-hmm. a fun summertime festival creeper. Yeah. Been some Mothman sightings. Not, yeah. Not in Chicago. Oh, really? They may have busted the Chicago Mothman. Maybe, maybe you, you, you got to listen to a regular episode and find out. Okay. I'm excited to get into that. Yeah. Right on. So I think they'd be pals. I don't think I don't think they're malicious creatures. That's where I would go. <laughs> Our pal TJ Partridge. I see his name all the time. Yeah, he's uh, he's dude I had lunch with. Lunch with. Yeah, good dude. Well, uh, we I know the answer to this already. He says, do you guys think you could finish a thirty pack in a day? Dave already has. Yep, I was just telling that story to you the other day. If not, how many beers do you think you could drink in a day? Oh, man, even that question hurts my foot right now. I drink thirty four beers in about eighteen hours. And less than <laughs> yeah. Um, long story short, I have got. I did what was that festival? I did a comedy festival a few years ago in um, Heldsburg, California, a couple hours north of San Francisco. Uh, small, I think it was just called Small Town Comedy Festival. Uh, our buddies uh, Corey Lukasik, uh is involved with that. I think maybe Emily Maya Mills involved with that too. Mm-hmm. A lot of those uh, San Francisco folks. Anyway, this was four years ago. Uh, I was invited to do the festival, and I was also invited by Corey. He was like, hey, man, on the last day, I want to have like a big meal, big cookout for all the comics. Do you want to cook barbecue? And I said, hell yeah, I do. So 
Um, and it was, <laughs> I bit off more than I could chew. I fed like 50 comics and I did everything by myself, not just the barbecue, but I did all the sides. I made pimento cheese. I made boiled peanuts. Mm-hmm. I made all kinds of That's shit. Right. I made 40 pounds of chicken wings. I smoked like six. How many chicken wings is 40 pounds? Uh, you usually get around 10 in a, in a pound. So I, you I cooked 400 chicken yeah, wings. Made 400 chicken wings. For how many people? 50 people. And then I also, yeah, and I also made. Uh, I think I cooked about four or five uh, big fat uh, uh, pork butts. I had pulled pork and chicken wings. Pork butts. So I, and it took Give me all me night. Butt. So the uh, the rundown was this: uh, Corey had got me a thirty pack of Coors, which is my preferred beer. Yeah, uh, he's like, you know, hey, this little token of our appreciation. Goes down easy. Keep you something. Uh, keep you hydrated while you're staying up all night cooking yeah. this barbecue. So I went and did my show. I had to go do a show at about ten p.m. and uh, had four beers at the show. Did my set, left early, got to got back to base at about 11 p.m. and uh, started cooking hmm. and uh, had that 30 pack. Didn't share them, you know. Everybody well, you else had a cooler at least. Yeah, I had just... a, yeah, had a big cooler. Uh, but like my point is that I drank them all. I didn't share them because everybody else had their own hmm. beer. It was like this is Dave's beer. He's cooking. Leave it alone. Uh, mowed through that whole 30 pack uh, throughout the night and morning, and uh, we served. I, I cooked till about 2 p.m. So I went from 11 p.m. to 2 p.m. the next day. Uh, fucking around with all this barbecue, and uh, in that span of time, I drank that whole thirty pack plus the four beers I had at a show. I just I get full, and I was sweating it out, and I get full too. But I was just sweating and peeing it out. Oh yeah, and also I wasn't I wasn't drunk. I drank thirty four beers. I was I mean I'm sure I would have blown over the no, legal I, limit, but I wasn't like drunk I've like staggering too, around. Yeah, you're just pacing yourself, and you're drinking. Eventually, you're just like ah man, I just. That's why beer would keep me out of trouble because eventually by the end of the night, it's like you're just full and you're tired. And yeah. You're, you want to eat, you know, even though you're full on beer, you want to eat food, you know, mm-hmm. the drunchies as they're called. But yeah, 34 beers in whatever time span that was, about roughly 18 hours. Yeah. Well, yeah, I don't even know how much. I don't have a, I don't have a thing. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I drink them and then I get to a point where I'm like, ugh. You don't remember like. Any milestones? No, man, I never had the, that conquest attitude yeah. towards drinking beers. Mm-hmm. You know, that whole, like, like anytime somebody's like, Chug, we're going to play a drinking game. Like, listen, I'm going to get drunk because mm-hmm. I love it. And some days it takes a bunch. And then there's the other days where you just drink three beers and you're like, wow, yeah. I feel great right now. Mm-hmm. That's where I had to learn last time. Last time I, I did a show and then stayed and watched an open mic. And I was drinking red wine because I, I have doctor's orders. Uh, no doctor has said, you should switch to wine because of gout. I read in one article. Of all the articles I read about gout, I read one that's like, well, we don't think wine affects. Every article is don't drink alcohol. Don't drink alcohol. I read one article like, well, wine might not affect. I'm like, I'll drink wine. Mm-hmm. And then got high. And... uh but sitting there realizing like I was having a great time and instead of being like, you should drink a bunch more than it'll just get better. I was like, no, man, ride out this little peak. Yeah. Enjoy this until it dips. Mm-hmm. And then when it dips, then maybe you can have another glass yeah. of wine or just go home. And boy, you know, it only took 41 years. See, I missed out on that ma- whole mature. teenage college years. You know, let's just fucking do it. Cause like I, said I didn't before, drink in high school. Yeah. I didn't drink till I was 25. So I missed out on all that just debauchery drinking. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, I've, I've never really. 
I mean, don't get me wrong. I I tie one on, but I've never been like, all right, tonight. You know, that's never been the first uh, priority. It was always, you know, it's going to complement whatever activity I'm doing. But it's never been like, crack your knuckles, we're going to fucking do this. Oh, I mean, I've had those. <laughs> Definitely. <I'm> the, <laughs> I saw Sean Jordan the other night. He's like, you around this weekend? Well, get fucked up. <laughs> Like Sean George, like let's go get fucked up. Like I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah. Um, let's get a let's get a we got a supernatural. What do we got? Let's okay. I'll do this. Hey, Victor Bernal, 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 Bernal. Any news on Dave visiting a BDSM to get his butt kicked? Was talking about that in the Red Rooms episode. Can't believe anybody listened to that. That was the baby killing one. And if you guys had to get abducted by any race of alien, what would it be? All right, he's getting a twofer. Uh, Dave, I don't know. Uh, you having the missus uh, slap you around a little bit? I mean, you don't have to answer, but your hesitation says a lot. Yeah. She's, uh, she is... She could use you as one of those ex, like those like aggressive man dummies that people work out their karate moves on. You she's, know, like the mean guy. Yeah, punching she's bags. strong as fuck. Well, she's a goddamn. You answered the question. She's then. a goddamn <laughs> farm donkey, man. She. Uh, what you call her? Farm donkey. Uh, she's just fucking said strong. Farm donkey. Farm donkey. She's she's fit. She's she's not she's not a uh, some she's a big gal, but not a big gal. Sometimes big gal is a nice way of saying mm, she's heavy, you know. You know. No. But she's she's uh, she's five eleven, so she's taller than I am. Yeah. And uh, but she, she's she's trim and fit, but just she's just fucking. She's got farm strength, man. Yeah, lean. And uh, yeah, man, we're we're working on some stuff. Okay. Wow. Well, I'm looking forward to hearing about that. That's we're working on some stuff. There you go, Victor. Dave's yeah. working on some uh-huh. stuff. Had to get abducted by any race of alien. What would it be? What would, uh, uh, was that? What that that show on FX with Wyatt in it about the aliens was funny because they had them all hanging out together on the spaceship. I only seen a few of oh, them, but it was right. like With, like yeah, they, like Sinek. yeah yeah like they did like they did. The, I only saw a couple episodes where it was like, oh man, you're doing it the right way. Yeah, people of Earth. Yeah. And it was all because it was like the guy, the one with the long blonde hair, uh-huh. and then it was the little type of alien. And they were all just arguing with each other on uh-huh. the spaceship. And I was like, oh man, this is. I'm, I was kind of upset I wasn't a part of it. Like this is right up my alley. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'd just be glad to be abducted by any of them. But you know, if we're talking, you know, uh, opposite sex aliens, I'd probably go with like the the Nordics or the tall whites. Get some. Mm-hmm. See, well, that's kind of what I got now. Just some tall blonde chick. Oh, know. all right. Yeah, that kicks your ass a little uh-huh. bit. Yeah, oh, we got a good. That's a good. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. <laughs> Michael Hansen asked Dave, "How would you make a better version of your grandma's hot dog casserole?" Uh, maybe heard the bit. I'm doing a bit now about my, and it's it's that's a hundred percent true story. Uh, my memo would uh, her go to dish was she would just boil up a pack a whole twelve pack of wieners. She'd chop them up into little thumb sized bits, throw them in a bowl, and then she'd put four or five slices of Kraft American cheese on top and nuke it in the microwave. That was hot dog casserole. <laughs> and even as a little bitty child, I knew nothing about cooking, but I was like. You gotta be fucking kidding me, Memo. This is ridiculous. Uh, so a better version of that would be, 
I'd get like some andouille sausage or some kielbasa, like yeah. a good sausage, and then some good cheese, and then got to have something else. I throw in some like rice. Crumbled up. So can you crumble a hot dog for a dish? Yeah, I'm sure you could. You could dice it up. Dice it up. Yeah, and then put it in with some mm-hmm. rice or something. Make yeah. it, make a legit casserole dish mm-hmm. out of it. Yeah, some rice, uh, some cheese, some breadcrumbs, some chopped up broccoli or something. Yeah. Rachel would tell me that her grandmother, like <clears throat> they lived on a ranch. Her grandparents and like she would have, like her Rachel's friends would go and help out on the ranch, help her grandparents like do all this like hard labor like uh-huh. ranch farm work, and then the snack her grandmother would make were bologna boats, which all it is was slices of bologna put in the oven till it would cup, till it would like just heat up and cup and pool the grease in it, but nothing else on no, top, just no the, cheese, no nothing, bologna boat. Just yeah. one slice Just a, of a cup of beveled bologna. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that's worse than my grandma bologna. But you got to at least put something in there with it. That's crazy. Yeah. So your memo's not the only one that was <laughs> ruining the the stereotype of uh, grandmothers are good cooks. And I remember one time. Uh, oh, and she would. Oh, this is the other thing. She would put. And this is also in my bit, but it's also true. She'd put Kraft American cheese on spaghetti. We'd have just she'd make some real shitty basic spaghetti just out of the jar <laughs> sauce. Put the noodles, put the sauce, and then they would put a slice, a square slice of Kraft American cheese on top. From the south? Yeah. Oh yeah. And I remember one time, like as a teenager, like when I started learning a little bit about food, I was like, they we need the what do they call it? We need some like a uh, uh, Parmesan cheese. And she's like, Oh no. Huh? Where's your family from? Like like can you trace it back to is it just south as long as you can think? Yeah. You don't know of any generation when they came over? No, I know like my dad's side was all Irish uh and Native American. Mm-hmm. Uh in the south there's a lot of Cherokee Indians, so I've got you know, everybody in the South's got Cherokee blood. <clears throat> yeah. But my dad's side was like Irish and Native American and my mom's side was like Scottish and English. Were they I don't want to sound mean, were they poor? Um, like a food. I'm just trying to think. Like, can you go like so far back into the South to like great food into the super buttery rich food into the we can make anything because we're getting stuck with the scraps, make it delicious mm-hmm. just to like. Oh yeah, we don't have any clue how food works. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I, I, went I think far enough back to be like, you yeah. put cheese on spaghetti. Like, no. Yeah. yeah, a lot of it has to do with like, and I'm not criticizing because oh, no. that's my move. Uh-huh. If I were to make, I, I told you about what I ate twelve hours ago. Uh huh. But yeah, a lot of it had to do with like, especially when my my dad and then my grandparents were childs. You know, they come from very impoverished backgrounds. That being said, that's where soul food comes from. Soul food, yeah. is is Southern country cooking uh, made by Black folks. Yeah, uh, that the, you know the awful, yeah, O F F A L, the worst parts yeah. of animals, and they figured out how they, to make chitlins and make stuff it like delicious. That. You know, ham yeah. hocks and. You know, barbecue and ribs mm-hmm. and stuff, but uh, yeah. So, so soul food. They they took the scraps and mm-hmm. the shit that they had on hand and somehow turned it into delicious food. Yeah. Whereas uh, my grandma's <laughs> lineage uh, missed that lesson had, and had just, everything available to him and still fucked it up. Yeah. My dad <laughs> talks about as a kid he was super poor when he was a child. Yeah. Uh, but their one of their go to meals, he says he ate this thousands of times. You just get a uh, they cook up a big pan of cornbread, mm-hmm. and you just get a slice of cornbread and you put it in a coffee mug. You just cram a, a cube, a square of uh, cornbread into a coffee mug, and then pour buttermilk on top, and then eat it like cereal. 
I could see that being yeah, that a was, sweet treat. That was their go-to, buttermilk and cornbread. I could see that being a sweet treat. Mm-hmm. You didn't come from – everybody's serviceable cooks in my family. My dad, when he when he gets excited, he's more of a pie guy, makes pies. <laughs> when he gets excited, that's – like your dad just gets nervous and starts <laughs> making a pie. <laughs> well, no, it's like, it's, it's like for a holiday, it'll be yeah. like, oh, 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 I'm going to make a pie. And then some days – he was the one who would always like, oh, we're having crepes. My dad would make like delicious thin crepes. No, wasn't all the time, but you could tell he just when he wanted to throw down in uh-huh. the kitchen, he would do it. Yeah. And my mom, oh man, one of those things that breaks your heart when you look back at if you, like you know your mom's making a meal and you're gone at school and your sister's gone at school and dad's at work and he's comes home, nobody has anything to talk about, and then. Like the whole family just agrees that the pork chops are a little dry, and then mm. I think about how upset my mom would be. Like that's the only thing she had to communicate that day was making a meal. Yeah, and then dad'd be like, "Oh, it's a little dry," and the kids would be like, "Yeah, I guess it's a little dry." Cause dad said it's a little dry, even though we didn't know fuck all what we're talking about. Yeah. And just seeing my mom say, "Like, oh, I'm getting sad talking about that right now." Yeah, but yeah, like sometimes, but my mom would still. Like she had a recipe for chop suey. We knew no Chinese people, uh-huh. but that's just like the white version of Chinese food. That was fantastic. Really just big chunks. It was just chunks of steak and and water chestnuts. Yeah, that's what I remember. And like a gravy type thing. Mm-hmm. Man, I love I love a water chestnut. Uh, some noodles, some lo mein on there. Yeah, well, I think you usually ate it with rice. Rice, okay. you usually do it with rice. Oh. But just it was just basically like a beef stew with some weirder vegetables. Yeah, with some sprouts. That's cool. I love that. Yeah. My mom's been crushing it on the holiday meals lately. Yeah. Orange Ruffy we had. What's that? It's a fish. It oh. is. Ooh. Ooh. Sounds good. Candy of the sea. That ooh, orange ooh. Ruffy. Yeah. Mom's been crushing it on that. My mom was also a terrible cook as a child, when I was a child. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to her, to her defense, she was raising two boys uh, from a wheelchair. My mom's disabled. Yeah. So, you know. Hats off to mom for – we never missed any meals, obviously. But once me and my brother moved on and left the house, later in life, she has since become a great cook. So every time I go home, now she's just crushing it. And I'm always like, oh, I wish you, were, wish you did this when I was a kid. <laughs> she did now so you come back and visit her more often. Yeah, but yeah, she's uh, she got on that Paula Dean train years ago just watching Paula Dean and all those Food Network shows and just uh, taught herself to be a really good cook. But as a kid, it was just a lot of just mm. fish sticks and uh, her go-to was chicken casserole, but just – just a, a couple cans of cream of mushroom soup. Yeah, with some dried ass oven. shredded chicken, and just I just remember eating that a lot. We had a lot of like uh, squash, just a lot of sliced, steamed, mushy yellow squash, and just a bunch of shit like that. And it was just and just you know just a lot of re you know heated up frozen fish sandwiches yeah we get that occasionally and then you got to look back at like oh yeah yeah when everybody's running around all day and then you got to make yeah no i get food it. for four people mm-hmm. but yeah but yeah did the job but uh now she's really crushing it and it's just every time oh, i'm good. like damn it I moms wish. are crushing it nowadays morgan pack asked dave why did my dad leave when i was six i mean i'm gonna offer my two cents you sound pretty fucking needy morgan maybe that's why <laughs> maybe he Aww. fucking Cut, he cut that, cut bait early on that one. Um, I will say this, not to get, you know, whatever, but I, I have my problems with my parents just in terms, and I don't, I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast. Um, you know what's affected my relationship with my parents the most in recent mm-hmm. years? Uh, them being on Facebook. 
and just seeing all their right wing memes. Uh. If, if you go to my mom's Facebook page, it's such a dichotomy. It's just apple pie recipes and right wing propaganda. <laughs> it's like, it's, yeah, the whole like I think that's a whole Reddit page is. Uh, and again, shout out to everybody still running the Reddit thing. Yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah, like parents on Facebook and grandparents mm-hmm. not understand. Like my mom's on all this stuff, but she's like, I don't post anything. I go there, I can see pictures of people's kids. Yeah, you know, <clears throat> my mom's nose. I'm nosy. You know, you know, just that whole snooping sitting on yeah. the porch listening to the neighbors chit chat. Yep. And then Facebook just brings that into your home. So yeah. yeah, my mom, my mom's on everything. She sees everything I put on there. I told her she can't ask me about it. Once in a while, she'll sneak a question. Yeah. Me. But. uh yeah, fortunately, she's like, no, I just I just get to see what everybody's doing. Yeah. So whatever problems I have with my folks, uh, I have to all often remind myself, like, they they were there for me. It, you know, they're still together, and dad never bailed. Yeah. Mom did her job. Just remember, like, people's online personas are not the same as who they are in real life. It's one aspect of that. But when you talk to that person, if you talk to the person and all they did all the time were repeat right-wing yeah. slogans to yeah. you, of course you'd be. But that's not who the whole person is. Yeah. I go to one. There's one dude from high school that's straight up like, I think he's got to be in the fucking Aryan nation given all the shit on his page. He was like a theater kid in high school. Wow. Like here's a picture. Like somebody. It's funny. Like in the, in the midst of all his like Confederate flags. Like you're from DuPage County. Fuckwit. You're from a suburb of Chicago. Yeah. But all this like guns and immigrants never did this or immigrants do that and just all that. And then somebody would be like, look, here's us in Godspell and put it right in the middle. Of, like, ah, Jeez, that's funny. Yeah, you fucking dipshit. But again, like I man, that's just what somebody chooses to decorate. It's just the fucking bumper of their truck you're looking at. You're not talking about the guy driving it. <laughs> but, yeah, and I can't separate that, though. Like, like they don't – when I talk to my folks on the phone, they don't bring up any of that stuff. Yeah. But, like, having seen some terrible meme an hour before and now I'm yeah. talking to them and that's still in my mind. Yeah. And even though we're not talking about that stuff, I'm just thinking, like, God damn it. Do you really think like yeah. that? Come on. You're better than that. But, I got I to be thankful that my parents don't put stuff up I, there. To- I kind of – I shut down a little bit because of it, but – you know, what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. Uh, Jared Smith asked, Dave, is your van still livable since moving in with a lady? Uh, that shit wasn't livable when you were living <laughs> there. Livable in the sense that... Uh, <laughs> There's a sleeping bag between the seats and a jug full of piss? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, uh, I haven't, uh, you know... I'm not, to, not that I'm not optimistic about my relationship, but... Uh, Always got a always got a backup plan. It's the so, yeah. same way the woods are still livable even when you're done camping. <laughs> um, let's see. Let's get. Uh, oh, here's a good. Braden T. Can fame negatively affect a comedy career? Oh, of course. I don't know if you're just. Uh, well, you're not directing that at Dave. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, I, I'm going to take this one a little bit personally, Braden. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fame's really affected me and my act. <laughs> you know, once you stop living in a van, you just get lazy. I'm just being a prick. No, man. no, no. You're much obviously. This is some people can some people can uh, lose touch. I'm mm-hmm. scared to. Well, just like last night, where I'm like, okay, I did the show and I was having some wine, which. To fucking answer Benjamin Dare's question about Kyle, how's the gout? It's back. So uh, I was drinking wine, and I watched an open mic that was after the show was on. Now, I didn't sign up for the open mic, 
And it is something like, like, like I'm laughing at it mm-hmm. at how bad it is, but I get to because I did that shit. Yeah. I sat through that shit for years. Mm-hmm. So, and also part of it was watching and going like, yeah, remember when this was it? Remember when it was just a room full of people of other comics who didn't give a fuck who you were? And see it when you could see somebody who was good, like, all right, this guy, he knows the mm-hmm. comics, so they're kind of paying attention to him, but also he's good at this. Like, being able to see, like, oh, that guy's going to move yeah. to the next level. He's yeah. going to move up a rung. I can always spot that. Yeah, those she's going to move up a mm-hmm. rung. How long have you been doing comedy, by the way? Fucking hell, dude. When did you start? 99? Did you tell me you started? Summer of 99. I'm at 19 years. Wow. Yeah. That's great. 19 years. But yeah, really? people can lose touch of. Who you're trying to talk to an audience? Mm-hmm. Saw somebody else that like was doing a lot of material. Like you live here, and you know your job is being an actor sometimes. And but I saw somebody's like, ah, how many bits about you being on set do I want to watch? Yeah, and that's my problem. Even I, if it's funny, it's like eh, you're kind of losing me on this talking about just your life. Yeah, I see a lot of that with celebrity comics, and I've seen so many celebrity comics that. Just talk about being a celebrity. Mm -hmm. And I get that that is now part of your life. I get that your day-to-day life is different than than mine because you're a celebrity, because you get recognized all the time. But a little of that is fine. I still need you to be – to do the thing that got you there. Yeah. And I think a lot of that – I think I just answered my own question is it's a lot of it is when comics who who, who have done mm stand-up but they got famous from SNL or movies or whatever, you know, and – so the comedy wasn't the driving force all along. Yeah. So now it's like, oh, now I can just talk yeah, about. I'm a famous person. And some people just want to see a famous person talk yeah. about stuff. Uh, me as a celebrity comic uh, has to pause this because my asshole's going to explode. <clears throat> you- We're talking about being famous and having to take a shit. Yeah, yeah, it happens. They're just like us. I was uh, right. So that so you didn't notice that any time has changed, but I just went and took a. Healthy rice and vegan sausage passage. You got a phone call, right? I got my agent called me right when I was walking to the bathroom. So I was trying to like, I was trying to multitask. I heard you talking to somebody. I was like, "What's he doing? Is he rehearsing <laughs> I'm, lines?" That's I'm actually at this level of transcendental meditation where I have my mantra that I say. Well, <laughs> well, I'm on my squatty potty too, so it's, it's really, Ugh. it's really focusing on the core. Now I was like trying to talk to. Uh, Braden T can fame negatively affect the comedy career. Oh, it definitely can. Yeah. Sometimes well, you try to talk to your agents while you're taking a shit, and maybe they heard you, and they don't believe in you as an artist anymore. I think you are a great example of someone who who hasn't let fame or success uh, slow down their their development as a comedian. Thanks, Dave. Go yeah. get me a drink while you're <laughs> Um. <laughs> no, but seriously, like some people, no, and, and com- I totally get that. I'm a I get, comic, like, though. Like you, that's all. I'm, that's what that's it is. All I am, like sometimes, and because that's all I can bet on. You know, that's all I can bet on for myself. Yeah. Some people are here and they start getting acting work and like, oh, I can do this. I don't. I fucking suck at auditions. Like, and I don't like. I want to be a comic. Yeah. That's what I want to be. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm going to focus on. I don't have the fortitude to do all of it, mm-hmm. to be, you know, like uh, a, a Nick Kroll or a, or a Donald Glover where you got everything going on and mm-hmm. you can f- laser focus. Like, no, man, I want to be a comic. And then when I'm not being a comic, I want to do whatever I want to do. Mm-hmm. You know, Just, I want to sit here and 
play video games and drive my RC cars and ride my mountain bikes and hang out uh, with my friends and then be really good at c- comedy because that allows me to do that stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, it's the only thing you can control. I I came to that uh, realization recently, where you know everybody out here we're all we're all working hard, but we're all uh, at the mercy of the industry. You know, will mm-hmm. will somebody throw me a bone? Will somebody put me on a TV show? Will somebody cast me in this? Will somebody do that? Well, comedy and whether it be our stupid podcast mm-hmm. or any other DIY shit I got going on, I don't need anybody's permission. I don't need anybody to throw me a bone for me to write a new yeah. hour and to go tour my ass off. I don't need anybody's permission to do that. <laughs> and uh, that's that was kind of yeah. liberating when I discovered, like, oh, I'm, yeah, I, I'd be lying if I said, I, you know, yeah, I'd like to have this and I'd like to have that and that a lot of my peers are getting. But, you know, mm. all I can do is work hard and, and, and put myself out there. And if the industry doesn't want it, I can't, I can't control that. But yeah. what I can control is the quality of my work. You know? Yeah, exactly. Like that's uh, yeah. So all right, that yeah. And who was it that said? Was it Sinbad that said, "You stop"? What did he say? It was Sinbad or Bernie Mac. One of them said something about stop looking at both sides of McDonald's menu. It's the same shit on both sides. You stop being as funny when you stop riding the bus. And what he meant was like when you stop being hungry. You know, but oh, you're yeah. a great example of the of someone who didn't fall into that. Like no, everything can go away. Mm-hmm. Everything can go away. Yeah. You know, fortunately, again, you can. Yeah. Even if you, even if your work is quality, what if you're a scumbag? Mm-hmm. That'll fucking that'll sweep the bad. I, I don't think I got anything to worry about there. But what if you just like, oh, you're just old, not a touch. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. It can happen. Mm-hmm. All right. Hmm. What else we got? Well, kind of sticking on that real quick. Thought Police ask if you were to break up stand-up comedy into genres, what would the genres be? Chinese guys, <laughs> black guys, <laughs> fat guys, white guys, chicks, uh, puppets, racist puppets, puppets who do magic, Chinese puppets. Black magic. But Maria Bamford <laughs> has a great point in one of her bits about that, where like people promote – promoters and bookers, they promote comedy. We have yeah. comedy. No one says we have music because yeah. then you're like, what kind of music? Mm-hmm. Metal? Is it country? Is it R&B? But comedy sometimes yeah. is just advertised as comedy and just like music, yeah. I mean it's not as uh, – we don't speak about it as much, but if you wanted to think about it, there are genres of comedy. There's mm-hmm. political comedy. There's clean comedy that you can take your family and your kids to. Yeah. There's bad boy, you know. All Dirty, edgy comedy, work, yeah, you know. So yeah, there's edgy there's all kind of uh, yeah, edgy. Uh, I hate that where like the goal is to offend you, and if I get a laugh, that's yeah. a bonus. But like, yeah, my main goal is to you're offend. Gonna hear, you're gonna hear the worst stuff you could hear. Like, I don't want to hear the worst stuff. <laughs> just I just want to hear something funny. I can. I've I've thought the worst stuff, and I don't say it out loud because oh, I know what the worst is. That's why I always wonder about people who write like Law and Order episodes. Like mm-hmm. you just have to sit there and think that way. Yeah. Were we talking about that before? I don't know. About how, like, when Cookie was doing uh, erotic fan fiction, and I cut, like, you have to think about... Our friend Brian Cook has a show called Erotic Fan Fiction, and you write erotic fan fiction about... Mm -hmm. And from audience will suggest stuff where you can write one at home. And just to go to places in my mind to come up with how I could describe sex in a horrible way, I could only... If I was writing it on my own, I would only write, like, about cartoon... Like, not real people. Yeah. Because I couldn't... 
Yeah. I couldn't imagine. Really, it was like I didn't even like going there for a joke thing. Yeah. But yeah, there's definitely <laughs> genres of comedy. We had uh, we had some guys coming up in Atlanta that were uh, that really were were trying to be the edgy bad boy, and like and they weren't good at comedy yet. Here's the thing. All right, you can be edgy or whatever, but you got to be funny first. Mm-hmm. And after that, if you want to be political, if you want to be edgy, whatever, that's fine. But we had guys that were not good yet at comedy that were just trying to be the edgy bad boys. Like, here's my abortion joke. Here's my yeah. cocaine joke. Yeah, yeah. you don't get points just because of the topic. It still has to be funny. We had one guy who had a business card that yeah. said, alternative stand-up comedy. <laughs> to label yourself. That was the old joke. Alternative to what? Being funny? Yeah. Alternative stand-up. Co- okay. I mean, yeah. everybody, and again, I've watched it open my glass eye. Like, all right, everybody gets to make mistakes when they're new. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't criticize somebody the first year out of the game. But, like, yeah, it's this is going to be a terrible metaphor, but the car can look however you want it to look. If there's no engine in it, it's not going anywhere. Nope. The engine is you know how to handle an audience and do jokes. Yeah. Then, oh, the engine's there. I'm a monster truck. I'm a little this kind of car. I'm a flashy low rider. Then you could be whatever you want, mm-hmm. but the engine has to be in there to make it go. Yeah. To get from A to B. Yeah. So, yeah, and that's a mistake when you see people start you emulate people when you start out mm-hmm. and you make the mistake of like I'm going to shock people. I'm going to be weird for weird's sake. And it's like People are finding out the persona first and then eventually yep. tr- figuring out how to be funny within that persona. Yeah. And newer comics, uh, no use in advertising the product if the product fucking sucks. Get the product good uh, first before people, you start advertising. People it. think the hustle. I've been doing comedy eight months. Here's my website. Here's my business card. Put yeah, the okay. hustle before the cart. Okay. Yeah, no thanks. Joey Pancakes. Great I feel, moniker. I feel we're speaking to Joseph Pancakes. Joseph Flapjacks was his birth name, but he wanted to get away from the family. Bro. <laughs> he wanted to really break out on his own. <clears throat> what was the best rep- representation of a cryptid in media, and which cryptids are ripe for a movie adaptation? Which what 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 movie have you watched where you enjoyed? Where you thought the best the best cryptid has it been a good? I, I was going to say Harry and the Hendersons. Yeah, I don't like I w- how that. Very a very left wing film if you yeah. think about it. It was anti hunting, mm-hmm. but then I'm I've changed my stance stance on hunting. Like mm-hmm. honestly, maybe maybe not Harry and the Hendersons. Well, I was just thinking, I enjoyed that movie, but beyond that, I can't think of a good or interesting Bigfoot <clears throat> movie. There's a lot of them out there. A lot of like B movie yeah. horror films, Sasquatch Mountain, or but like I would love a really good. Like a well done like horror movie Bigfoot type yeah. thing. Yeah. Or maybe not a horror movie. That's why uh Harry and Henderson's wasn't a horror movie. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if this counts. Uh I thought Cabin in the Woods is just such a fantastic movie. Mm-hmm. And there were cryptids in it, but just Yeah. The fact that they just had a catalog of creatures. Yeah. And some of them like all I thought that was just all around just a just a well done horror movie. I mm-hmm. think I've spoken on that before. It's just, if you haven't seen Cabin in the Woods, mm-hmm. oh, you gotta see Cabin. Yeah, it's gotta see. That's the one with the the brunette girl. No, I'm thinking of Wrong Turn. No. There's some girl that was in a lot of those movies, like in the early 2000s. I don't know. Had like a Eastern European name. I don't know. She was cute. I don't know. They got a little crochet. Yeah. Like, I mean, obviously, you know who I want to see in a movie. Mm-hmm. 
He ain't coming out. He ain't here. He ain't around here right now. No, where's he at? Somebody saw him in the coach out. I don't want to give it up. I won't give it away. Let's <laughs> do a regular episode. Oh, um, but yeah, I don't know. I've I've always wanted a really good Bigfoot movie, and I also want a really good. Uh, maybe maybe we got to make this, but just a really good, well done Bigfoot documentary, like a feature length documentary movie. Like it's never going to be good unless you can have proof. That's what's good. Every documentary. There's still a way you can make it good. A lot of these are just so low budget and it's just like, eh. Yeah, because nobody's going to give anybody else any more money to make a goddamn Bigfoot documentary with the same plaster cast of a foot yeah. and the same guy going, I seen him up there uh-huh. uh, hunting and I seen him. I smelt him and then I seen him. Nobody's going to give you money to fucking do those two things again. Uh, he had to be about 12 feet tall. Uh, I mean, I've seen bears. It wasn't a bear. I've seen bears. We got fig trees out in the backyard at 12 feet tall. <laughs> He's just as tall as that goddamn fig tree. So fig, you you do the fig, math. Eating figs. Eat all our goddamn figs. He's a big one. I want Chicago Mothman, but as a guy who really likes the music scene, but he can't show. So he's just always kind of hanging out. Like around, just listening like, yeah, from the just, rooftop, just trying to support the local music scene. Oh, and like, what if he's like got the calendar? Like, oh, big oh, boys no, playing he, over he, here. He's looking at the reader. He can he can sneak down and get a Chicago reader out of one of the boxes, and then he's just hanging out on a post somewhere. Like he kind of helps him along. Like he's secretly putting flyers up for a band. Like he's oh, like he's God. secretly a publicist for a band that he likes, and he can get around the city easily. Oh my God. And somebody's like, who's supporting this band? Like, we don't know. But eventually the city comes together and they, uh, and uh, he gets like skybox tickets for Bulls games or something. That's, I don't our, know. <laughs> that's our comic book. That's story. the comic book. All right. Okay. Now. Well, that's somebody else was asking about are you going to make an animated series? Maybe that's one there. Yep. Uh, let's see. Who else? I skipped ahead. Um, Mark DeLeo asked, in some early episodes, we heard about Kyle's high-powered BB guns that he shoots uh, into his knife table. What kind of BB guns and what's Kyle's knife collection like? Uh, I, don't, I, just have, I just have a bunch of shitty knives. Mm-hmm. Not even a bunch. I think I got maybe – I got a crappy switchblade and then I got a little pocket knife that my mom got real excited that she found on the ground at a park one day. Mm-hmm. So they were visiting here, and my mom was, like, smoking a cigarette, and she just took a drag but saw something, so she wasn't exhaling yet, but she's like, mm, ooh, like, it was like somebody bound and couldn't talk, but she was so excited, like, look at this cool knife. And so, and I got a couple just little buck knives. This is the kind of shit you'll get at Bass Pro Shops. Uh-huh. Just little three-inchers. Yeah. And then, uh, and then at the one, I got an air, air pistol. BB gun, that thing's okay. I can't aim for shit. And I got a break action rifle, so just one BB at a time. And that went into the wood of the table. But yeah. pretty close range. Nothing, nothing fancy. They're fun to shoot, though. Yeah. Yeah. I went out with Orvidal, Andrew Orvidal, mm-hmm. as you might know. Coach Fairbell from those who can't, they know. Third season's coming out. Uh, and he, like, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to bring BB guns out in the desert. I'm going to do my little break action, put my one little BB, and it comes out. And I just like, get a Pringles can on a rock. And he just destroyed it in a matter of seconds. I'm like, that's a BB gun? He's got to load up like this string of BBs. So it just comes through the whole chain of BBs going through. I'm like, I kind of like the homespun joy. I just plink, get one, and you make it count. Yeah. Anyway, 
Um, but do, 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 do. what there was I saw. Yeah, he asked about that. What else do we want to answer? Chris Wilkin, how do you gents keep your beard so impeccable? Had it for a long time, know how to groom it. Dave, yours is growing back nicely. Finally Good growing back, yeah. Yeah. Good, <laughs> Good to see. You how did that. you describe it at one of the live shows? Oh, you look like a like one of the villains from the eighties Superman movies who just does gay porn now. <laughs> Known for power blowjobs. Yeah, yeah, real power beach guy over here. Uh, but yeah, finally growing in. It's uh, it's about two weeks later. Yeah, I just to recap, I was yeah. trimming it around the uh, around the sideburn area and the little cheap ass uh, clippers that I just have the one guard that is adjustable mm-hmm. goes from uh, one to a six. Had it set on a four and pushed too hard and it went down mm-hmm. to a one. And mm-hmm. So you had that kind of. Yeah. What was it? who did you say you look like? What kind of like a wrestler? Oh yeah, I look like uh 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 the Road Warriors, the Legion of Doom, Hawk and Animal. Those were my guys oh, okay, when I was okay. in the eighties when I was watching wrestling all the time. It did have that look to it. Yeah, I had the big wide goatee or the uh Robert De Niro and Jackknife. That's just, who you're going for. Just the yeah, wide ass the goatee. Knife, so I don't know. Yeah. Um Benjamin Deer asked, is it Deer? D E H R Deer Deer? Uh, what was the first meal you ate slash cooked when you moved in with your lady? Cal, how's the gout? Um, My answer what is, meal did I cook? Probably uh, probably just some salmon. Been eating a lot of salmon. I do a blackened Cajun salmon. Just get that cast iron skillet super mm-hmm. fucking hot. Put a little olive oil all over the piece of salmon and just uh, shake that Cajun seasoning on there and uh, cook that shit about two minutes on each side and boom, there you go. Good I shit. <clears throat> I like a spicy salmon. Victoria Wood says, any possibility of taking listener ghost stories in the future? <clears throat> That's Ooh. not a bad idea. You know, you could set up like a Google phone number that people call. Yeah, we should and do that. And tell one. That's, you know what, Victoria? Thank you, because we're running out of shit to talk about. That might be a good idea. You know what? We'll look into it, Victoria. Thank you for that. <clears throat> uh, Tim Perham. A lot of comedy questions on this one. Tim Perham. Do either of you have any bits that you do on stage that don't really work, but you keep doing because you like it so much? Yes, most of my act. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I've got... I keep doing a bit about cults. Somebody had a question about cults, too. Mm -hmm. I I keep doing a bit about cults that I like, about how I'm probably going to join. I would join a cult if I didn't... If I was guaranteed it wasn't going to end in kid fucking, I would probably join a cult. Mm -hmm. Like how I'm like... I'm. Way too into them for too long when mm-hmm. I'm reading or watching a documentary. Yeah. Like right away when somebody's like, you know, what normally kicks people out of the cult. Mm-hmm. I'm like, nope, still still here, still listening, still like it. That whole wild country, the documentary. I still haven't seen that. You got to see it. It's great. Is it? Yeah. But I was like, I was like till the last episode. I'm like, I'm still kind of on board with not the leadership, but the people. So I, wear, wear orange, fucking the bushes whenever you want. I'm like, yeah, man. I tell you what I did watch the other day. I binged it all in one setting. Uh, uh, Evil Genius. Yeah, dude. Good. I remember the movie. Do you remember the the movie they made of that? The thirty minutes or less. I yeah. I guess I either I didn't pay attention or whatever. I didn't know. I don't want to spoil anything, but I didn't know how tragic it was. Like I don't remember. Oh, the actual event. Yeah, the event. I don't remember. Let's spoil it. I mean, it was a news story, so yeah, it's not okay. a spoiler. They, they, these guys, they, well, it's up to, you need to watch a documentary about whether a guy was kidnapped or in on it. Yeah. But the guy they, went into they, a they, bank mm-hmm, with a ahead. bomb strapped around his neck mm-hmm. and said, you know, give me the money. 
And it's clearly he was, you know, at the at the whim of whoever had strapped this bomb to his neck. Yeah. And uh, it's yeah, it's a good four parter. Not too long, I think. Four parter. Do they do they tell the whole story in that movie though? The fictional. I didn't. No, the movie was just a comedy. It was a comedy. Like an idea yeah. about a guy getting a bomb stuck to. But he didn't about. die. I don't think so. Yeah, because I don't com- remember. I, that I didn't the watch movie. the movie. Yeah. I'm not gonna. I don't give a shit about spoiling the comedy yeah. movie nobody saw. But the no, truth just, is, the guy. Yeah. The guy yeah. The, dies. Yeah. And 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 they fucking showed it once. They yeah, showed it once, but yeah. they showed it. Trigger warning on that. Th- Boom, kaboom! But yeah, and man, that lady, what a what a fucking nut job she was. Yeah, it was just some bunch of crazy people, people that were smart but crazy. Yeah, what a what a scary uh, part of society. The people that are still have the intelligence. To, their whole thing was like we can outsmart the cops, yeah. and they didn't. Because you're watching a documentary about how they got caught, but but yeah, what an interesting thing too. I mean, I guess the, part of the plot is was the guy in on it? Why would the guy be in on it if maybe he thought it wasn't a real bomb? He thought it was going to be fake. It seemed like he's maybe kind of a slow fella. Yeah, that's like, listen, don't worry, it's just gonna. And they showed how casual he was when he was robbing the bank. Yeah, I think they just took advantage of kind of a slower fella. Yeah, but anyway, good. What, what, it's a good watch. I forgot what question we were answering. Oh, yeah, about bits. You got any bits that you do that don't work? There's bits that I haven't written all the way out, but, like, yeah. the premise never gets enough bite for me to, like, finish the joke. I can't, No bits come to mind. I have little jokes within bits mm. that never work, but I do them because I like them. Yeah. You know? For example, yeah. I used to have this bit about about uh, going to tech school and how I missed out on the whole college experience. But I, oh, I thought that joke was real funny. The joke has always worked pretty well, but the opening line, mm. uh, I, I always say, uh, not a not an educated man if you haven't already induced. Yeah. And, like, it's purposeful. Oh, yeah. You throw, oh, but yeah. So, I, many, so many times people just like... I do my kicked out of Canada story, and I talk about how I had security guards because I had to, like, security walk me to the gates because in case I was a flight risk. That's funny. I, yeah. It's the dumbest joke you can be. I actively hear people get disappointed in me. No, that's In the funny. audience. And I'm like, yeah. And I, I make a point of being like, I know it's stupid. You go into an airplane. I, yeah, but it's it's a stupid, silly yeah. thing. And it's, it ruins the pacing of the story, and I don't <laughs> care. <clears throat> There's, I try, I'm trying to write a joke now about... How you know you're like it's about like having road rage. What was I talking about like you're trying to put I think I was just rambling about it on uh-huh. here and I'm trying to make a joke about like putting yourself in other people's shoes about road rage. Like you know, you don't know why somebody's rushing off somewhere. Like, sure, maybe they're an asshole or oh man, maybe they get got bad news or something. Uh-huh. You know, why somebody rolled through a stop sign because oh, you know, like you know, you put yourself in somebody else's shoes. They're not doing it personally to you. Road rage is because you take stuff personally. Yeah, and I'm guilty of that. Uh, yeah, it's like well, you know, they're not like oh look, there's Dave. Let's cut him off yeah. and not use our signal. It's like well, you don't know what's going on. But then the joke is like well, you know, at the end you drive around in L.A. for two hours and. I'm sick of putting myself in other – it's exhausting to put myself in everybody's shoes who's driving bad because it's everybody. And I'm coming up with this myriad of storylines like a goddamn Wes Anderson movie trying to put backstories on every fuck face that doesn't use a turn signal. Well, you know what? Why don't you put yourself in my shoes? And that's why I'm going through this four-way intersection with not even touching the steering wheel and flipping people off on both sides who tried to roll a stop. So I'm like, why don't you think about what I did today? Yeah. I'm not going in your shoes. You get in my shoes. You fucking fucks. So that was um, again. See, it's just angry, and I swear when I can't think of something clever. Oh boy! Uh, 
Kevin Allen has two questions. I'll let, I'm going to let them both in. Dave, why did George Constanza get fired from the Yankees? Oh, fuck, I know that shit. Do you want me to answer it right now? Right, I, I thought, yeah, it's a Q&A episode. No, I meant like – It's you, not – I don't know just, why I said it's it It's not way. like questions and we say, yep, we, yep, that's a question. I meant did you want to do the second part of it before I answer? Before no, I answer the this. first one. Uh, he got fired from the Yankees. Um, well, A, he wanted to get fired from the Yankees because he had a better offer from the Mets. And to get fired from the Yankees, he went to the little museum part of their uh, Yankee Stadium and took Babe Ruth's uniform yeah. and – and put it on and got like shit all over it. But yeah. then he also put on a naked suit, a clear naked suit, and ran out onto the field. Oh, that's right. <laughs> oh, is it got the one ends with him on the phone? Yeah. Naked suit? Yeah. 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 <laughs> but he, he's in a meeting and he's wearing literally a hundred year old baby's <laughs> actual right. uniform yeah. and he's eating strawberries and he's wiping <laughs> it all over his chest. And they're like, what the fuck? Oh, I remember so, that one. Such a good show. You should, you should run a, you should run a, Seinfeld trivia night. <laughs> yeah, I would love to. I know there's Simpsons to. trivia nights. Um, all right. And then second question. How do you guys feel? This is an interesting podcast question. How do you guys feel about the fact that because of the podcast, strangers probably feel like they know you personally? That's something I didn't realize about podcasts. Yeah. Is that – and then I realized myself like, oh, the ones – I don't listen to a lot of them. The ones I listen to regularly – which uh, shout out if you want actual factual information, you know the the, the uh, astonishing legends is a good one. Mm -hmm. I listen to it and mysterious universe was some of those. Those guys are fun, but mm -hmm. they get the, yeah they we listen to a lot of, them. a lot of like book reviews and stuff. But oh yeah, you do start like especially when people drop in oh yeah little facts tidbits, and it's weekly. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize that, and then people yeah come out and oh yeah they've been listening to you for two years every week they listen to you talk for two hundreds years. of hours. And so, I, yeah, I'm sorry that if I personally am strange in person, when I'm when you're like, <laughs> "Hey, man, how's this thing you brought up for a brief second three weeks ago?" I'm like, I, "What? Yeah. How do you?" Because I forget what I've said on here. I did that in the live episode last week, or when I was talking about baby coffins, because mm -hmm. we were just talking about yeah. it the week before because the casket wraps, and I didn't realize like, "Oh yeah, I thought we were just hanging out." And I told a joke. Now I'll tell a joke in front of strange. Like, "Oh no, they all heard this shit already." Yeah. Well, especially like you know, we hang out a lot outside of this podcast, and mm. it's many times it's like, wait, did I tell you this while we're hanging out, or did I tell you this while we're on the podcast? Yeah. So, um, but yeah, that is something interesting. Like uh, I was aware of that concept because from my time in radio, I used to do a morning radio show that was fairly popular in Atlanta, and like that was every day mm -hmm. in four hours a day. So like, oh yeah, twenty hours a week. People were just and, – and that's the whole concept of a podcast or a radio show. It's like, oh, I just feel like you know, I'm Build hanging out with rapport, my buddies. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, you forget that like I'm just in here in a room with either alone or maybe one or two other people. Mm -hmm. But you know, there's tons of listeners who are just yeah, you know, kind of um, not eavesdropping, but just part of the – Part of the uh, conversation without themselves being there. So, yeah, that's I didn't realize. Now, like I, I wasn't a morning radio guy, but you realize why these guys like Howard Stern or somebody like oh, these yeah. legions of fans. They're they're part of their day. It's part of their day every morning. Like oh, yeah. I listen. To that. That's how I felt about you know the show I would listen to when I worked mornings. Chicago, like oh yeah, this is. <clears throat> you have to like oh yeah, I get along with these mm -hmm. people. Yeah, even and we though can, you're not part of it. And by the way, 
I'm so grateful for all the, I don't want to say fan mail, but people reach out via email or, or Twitter or Facebook Messenger uh, all the time and tell me that type of stuff. Like, oh, you know, best part of my Tuesday or, you know, you make my yeah. shitty work day go by. And, hey, so much gratitude. Thank and you. If we, yeah, and if we fucked up and forgotten to mention, like, gifts and everything, which are so nice, we don't – I. I don't even know how to respond to that when people bring gifts. I'm like, I've yeah. done nothing yeah. for this. And people, you know, I'm drinking coffee right now that somebody mm-hmm. gifted us. And I'm going to save the thanks for the official episode. If they're not Patreon members, they should get properly thanked. But, yeah, like I don't know how to handle Like, Thank you for all these nice things. The pie that was saved <gasps> and then another pie that somebody sent to the Spokane Comedy Club. During the show, they got yeah. a Postmates. Banana they got a pie, pie. Postmates because of the story about you dropping the other pie. <laughs> it's so a, generous. Yeah, we addressed that on that live episode. Yeah. yeah, it's so generous. And I'm sorry you didn't get to eat any of that apple pie, but I ate a lot of it. I'm and glad you it got into was it. Was great. Yeah, apple pie. Not my favorite pie. Got no problem with apple pie, but yeah. usually apple pie. There's a Small margin swing from good to bad. Mm-hmm. Boy, uh, I forgot the dude's name, but if you're listening, a big old bearded dude, yeah. uh, just giant dude, just came up and was like, hey, I made you a homemade apple pie. Like, Thanks, <laughs> giant dude. And it was fucking great. And I, <laughs> I didn't have any utensils in the hotel room. Oh, yeah, you were just. So I took the, uh, uh, the coffee stirrer, the yeah. red coffee, and used that as a knife. That was kind of hard. And then I took a paper cup and scooped it and had. Apple pie shooters. <laughs> I've had you haven't just uh, like if I'm in a hotel, like nobody has to see me yeah. like this. I'll just yeah, I'll just eat with my hands. I'm not a, I'm not above that, but it was so goopy that it, it <laughs> okay. You know, so I just scooped it with a fucking cup and just drank a big old thing of pie and it was glorious. He drank it in. Mm. Should we land this bad boy? Yeah, yeah. Thank you, uh everybody for your patronage and um if you didn't hear your questions, we could just say it. Yeah, we're gonna, we 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 got a lot of questions because we put the question out early this one. We got a lot of traveling coming up this summer, so we're mm-hmm. recording a block of stuff. So we won't be asking for questions for June. We're gonna use the. We got a ton of questions here, so we're gonna just use more of those, answer more of those for June's special episode. So. If you ask questions, you didn't hear them on this one. Don't worry. Look for next month. Uh, we're just gonna go into that. Did I have to say anything? I did, because what if people are like, what, where's my special episode for June? Mm-hmm. You're getting it, but it's your questions from May, because we asked like five days ago for questions. So yeah. we got a whole bunch, mm-hmm. and, uh, and we're, trying to, we're trying to schedule as many episodes as we can. We might have a little hiatus, a lot mm-hmm. of travel, a lot of summer break. Yeah. Yeah, full disclosure, we were, uh, before we recorded this one, we were talking. We had a, we had a Boogie Monster meeting. We were trying to figure mm-hmm. out uh, how to schedule, uh, how to stockpile all these. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, we would rather take a couple of weeks off than to rush and give you guys a subpar product. So. Yeah, instead of three in one day where we're sick of looking at each other's face. <laughs> but, yeah, thank you so much, guys. Sincerely, I know this isn't a sincere podcast, but sincerely, from the bottom of my heart, Thank you for all your support. Uh, just four bucks a month, but that shit adds up, and it gets uh, it gets a, a, a feral dipshit like me uh, indoors with uh, with some rent money. So I appreciate. Not that not that you're responsible for my for my livelihood. No, you but, could get a job. But yeah, I could totally get a job. <laughs> I could just go get a job. You but know, thank you so much, guys. I, I I do appreciate it. So yeah, appreciate the support. All right. We'll see you next time. It's Dave and Kyle. It's the Boogie Monster bonus Q&A.
Holler at your boys. The Boogie Monster. Bye.